welcome and thank you for joining us on this week's The Comics Pals Review Series. This week we are talking about four of the biggest books coming from the big two. We have Suicide Squad, Get Joker. How could we not talk about it? We've got Swamp Thing number six. We've got Nice House on the Lake number three. And of course, X-Men number two. The review crew for this week is uh, myself, of course, Sean, joined by Pete. Yo. Marco. What's up? And Tyler. Uh, you said X-Men number two. I read uh, X-Men uh, Planet X, which is a Star Trek Next Generation oh, crossover. No. That's the better uh, one. I read this entire novel in, on a Wednesday. <laughs> uh, I really sacrificed a lot of my time, and now I feel duped. So um, thankfully, I read X-Men number two as well. So I guess I can talk about that. You're well, professional. If, so. if you would rather turn this into a review of that, feel free. I'm happy uh, to slide back and listen to a recap. <laughs> Uh, uh, X-Men number two, uh, 2021. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I don't want to anger the, uh, the Trekkies with my limited Star Trek knowledge. So before we get into it, just want to make a quick mention. If you want to support the show, make sure you guys are following following us, leaving us a rating or a review, wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. If that happens to be YouTube, hit that subscribe button for free, like the video, share it with your friends. Uh, hit the notification bell so you can be made aware of when we drop new content. All that stuff is free to do, and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. Make sure you're listening to our image reviews, which drop every Wednesday, and the weekly The Comics Pals podcast, which drops every Monday, where we're talking about the news, doing interviews, and all the characters that you love, just like these, and all the places you can find them. Uh, and if you want a review of the Suicide Squad movie, definitely check for that this coming week. We should have that out for you guys on Monday, so look for that. Let's start with Suicide Squad, Get Joker, number one. This is by Brian Azzarello, Alex Maleev, uh, and uh, Matt Hollingsworth, with letters by Jared K. Fletcher. I haven't seen Maleev do a non-Bendis book in a while, so <laughs> this, was, this was cool for that. Uh, definitely don't need more joker i get enough joker from the joker book that i don't read ever of course. <laughs> um but this is the suicide squad tackling the joker what should have been the premise of the original suicide squad movie what did you guys make of this was it just a tie-in book or did you find something to like here uh quite the creative team first of all yeah. it's a good team yeah. I, I, I thought that was a lot of fun big fan of matt hollingsworth and uh i mean this was interesting in that uh, I think the premise works and, and works kind of well. Um, I think there was some maybe executional thing on, on Brian's end that maybe we'll probably talk about, but I had fun with it. This was a cool concept, different from um, what we sort of touched upon in, in the Suicide Squad book club uh, in terms of like overall content and edginess, I guess, but uh, the violence was there. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, like for me, I'm a, I'm a big uh, one of my favorite comic book runs of all time is Azarello's Wonder Woman. Oof. So I'm Very a big, big as Azarello fan. So like seeing him do a Suicide Squad book that is black label where continuity doesn't does exist. Does anyone have a, a concrete answer on that yet? Yeah, it's all on the table. Is it? <laughs> okay so like i i don't know if it if it if it, like i didn't know if it existed or not so seeing him being able to do like suicide squad where like the characters really are expendable uh interested me 
and sure. and I uh, I was for a second excited to see um, a black label book do something that's not Batman related, but then slowly realized this was a Jason Todd Harley Quinn book that also involves the Joker. So I was okay, <laughs> typical uh, uh, DC Bat label. Um, but I had I had fun with it. Uh, I'm I'm a Malie fan uh, from his you know work on like Daredevil and stuff like that. Um, he's currently doing Checkmate with Bendis too. But yeah, seeing him on a non-Bendis book is interesting. Yeah, how about you, Pete? Um, I don't know. I thought it was fine. Uh, I I definitely I don't know. I I found the script a little bit hard to get into. Um, the, I think the I definitely like echo all the the comments about the the art. Um, Alex Maleev is great. Matt Hollingsworth colors on this look fantastic. I think there are a lot of really awesome, striking, memorable pages. Um, but I found it really hard to connect with the story. Um, I something about the script um, kind of turned me off, like specifically when we got to the portions that I would like call the meat of it, right? Where it was like all of the, the characters together bouncing off of one, one another and kind of quipping back and forth while they're getting into, you know, um, you know, into, into this, this conflict. Uh, that was really what lost me. Like, it wasn't, it's not that, like, all the characters have the same voice or anything like that, but it was just, like, it had, it felt like a lot of the dialogue was really chunky, you know? Just, like, yeah. people don't talk like this, you know? And, uh, I don't know, yeah, it, that that really just created friction for me. Like, it, it, it wasn't bad, but it was, I don't know, I, I found it tough to to connect with to grab onto. I think the back and forth between the characters was definitely clunky. Um, there were moments like when they were in the helicopter then afterwards, when they're back inside the truck with, uh, uh, with toy man. And, and there was just like a lot of back and forth there that I don't think needed to happen. It felt a little, a little busy in the, in some of the dialogue, the action moments were fine. And like the, the sort of, um, I had fun with the narration pieces, but uh, there were definitely moments in in the bar with the, like prior to the shootout where Harley just kind of walks in and um, she's she's talking to this not Joker and uh, it, it didn't I feel like it didn't land and it it didn't feel like uh, organic. Hmm. Um. I I like this for the most part. Um. First of all should say that this book is basically uh, Jason Todd joining the Suicide Squad and kind of reintroducing him and what he's been through to the reader and, um, you know, that kind of stuff, establishing why he would be involved with something like this. And that was fine, I guess. If you're familiar with Jason Todd, those pages, they, they probably won't do a lot for you. They're very sparse in dialogue and as well as not saying anything too interesting there. Um, I definitely didn't care much for what their mission was. So I was hoping for um, some really snappy, you know, dialogue between the players. Um, I don't know that I really got that, but um i like the 
the edge that the book has. Uh, Marco mentioned the Suicide Squad uh, book club that we did, uh, Tom Taylor's book, and that was really light. And this had a, a heavier feel to it, so I appreciated it for that. Um, and the art was awesome, but yeah, I I don't know. It just it didn't fully click for me, mm. and and maybe that's because the characters that are in the issue I don't really care about, other than you know the ones that we mentioned. No one no one stood above the pack um, for me in this issue. Not a big wild dog fan. Let's talk about that. I I do. I do one quiz show where I introduce wild dog uh, to people (laughs) and he shows up instantly after that. That, We've said it before. The comics pals bump. It's a real thing. There you go. No. So I want to ask you guys, like what you, how did you feel about the, the, I guess, political nature of specifically wild dogs character who I guess in the DC universe um, led the resurrection, the insurrection on the Capitol. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds that, like that was really stupid. I like I'm not offended by it. It's fine. But that was just stupid. That was yeah, choice. I felt similarly about it. Like it, it wasn't like a thing that I um, I found offensive or anything like that. But it just it rubbed me as just like dumb. And I like went and like looked up the character because I was like, who is this character? Like, what's he about? Like, is this like a thing? Like, are they making fun of? I've never gotten that from this character, though. Well, and I found an article from Bleeding Cool about the creators both, like, really mad about this characterization. So I thought that was was kind of interesting. Yeah. uh, uh, And then, like, also the idea that that the Russians are, um, I guess, paying the Joker to sow sow, uh, chaos. Yeah. So uh, there's a little bit of that in there. I I thought that's fine. Yeah. I didn't care much for the Joker aspects of this stuff. So the idea like, that the Russians are paying the Joker, like ah, that just seems like, yeah, I was expecting an extra layer and the extra layer you gave me was paper thin. And he's like um, talking with an accent. He's like singing a Milli Vanilli song. He's, like, he's doing uh, a clockwork uh, orange. orange. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess... haven't seen that before. It's, it's brand synergy. Space Jam 2 had Clockwork Orange's reference references, and then uh, now DC Comics is so. Yeah, could have could have done without some of that, some of the the political stuff. Um, I didn't mind Wild Dog otherwise. Like I'm cool with there being a character like him in the book. Yeah, and um, his, seeing his like his hockey Jason type mask. I don't know. I just got a kick out of that for some reason. Like, no, it, you know, you have all these super powered murderers and then a dude in a hockey mask. It's yeah, it's a perfect Suicide Squad character. Yeah. It's like enough where he's like, I don't want to say iconic, but he's recognizable. Like, he, like now that you know who Wild Dog is, if you see that guy, you're like, oh, it's fucking Wild Dog. I yeah, recognize that. that. Yeah. He took a shit on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if he were to die, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter. Like it wouldn't be bad if he died. It's just I like, mean, okay, wild dog. Yeah. It would matter to bleeding cool. They'd have an extra article. They can, uh, they can post. <laughs> so get those clicks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I like the, the cast here, you know, like, uh, firefly. Um, Rest it's just peace. like, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, uh, Banshee, like, like it's it just, there's some cool stuff here. Um, I've said it previously on the show, like, just give me like D list villains. 
where like anyone can die and i like that's that's the kind of book i'm ready for so there there will always be a uh, a suicide squad slash thunderbolts itch to be scratched by me so <laughs> well that's what suicide squad ought to be and that's that's yeah. one of the reasons why yeah. you know despite me having some problems with this book i overall liked it um i don't like suicide squad as much when you know you're pretty confident like a majority of the team can't die right like harley quinn's not gonna die um uh, like the Jim Lee relaunch where it was yeah. all like movie characters. Yeah, exactly. They're all oh, Z- Zod, Harley Quinn and a dead shot that was just played by Will Smith. Yeah, I think they're all OK. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like Toy Man. So. Maybe I'm just naive. What were they referencing in this? They're like, oh, oh okay. you've done some messed up stuff. I mean, Did I miss some creepy Toy Man comics or something? The way that they said it, it made me think he was like a pedophile. That's yeah. what I was getting. Yeah, but I don't, don't know say it after Sean from. just said he likes Toy Man. Well, okay. So first of all, um, that's not a part of anything that I've ever seen from Toy Man before. Yeah, I don't, I'm not reading those Superman comics. No. <laughs> yeah, and this is this is Black Label, so. You know they can they can go a little deeper with some of this stuff. Um, it honestly felt more like a like a like an R-rated characterization of um, God. I love this guy too, Mad Hatter. Uh, mm-hmm. Where you might think more of Mad Hatter as being like you know maybe a, a perv, maybe a pedophile type of guy. Never heard that about Toy Man. Um, I just like the fact that he he. F- fucks with toys like he's he's a Hate super it. intelligent you don't like that oh it's creepy as shit that's why i yeah. like him he's creepy nah, i don't like it i don't like it i, so, I like toys they creep I, me out the fact I, that his like little robot that he was building was like oh he hasn't like had much human contact i was like that's fucking creepy oh yeah <laughs> apparently he's like uh he has developed a hatred for children um and so oh, same he, he kills kids oh not same all not right same. okay that's, I mean, that's, you know, that's Her better than what we thought. That's yeah. definitely better than what we thought. Yeah, sure. is or, it, or rather better than what it? was implied. Well, that's a good question. Too, yeah. I don't know. We don't need to make that judgment. It's not there. much better, but I think it's maybe a little better. It's less creepy. You sure. kill the kids. Just, you know. <laughs> um, can we also discuss the fact that half the book edits the curses and the other half doesn't yes that's great on anyone else thank you yeah i thought that was so fucking weird and also it made it so that i didn't understand what the dialogue was in the beginning and i hate that so much the beginning the 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 blocked out like curses made no sense because i couldn't tell you what he was actually saying yeah when he says one i made blank blank as in above the law. I have no idea what curse that's supposed to be. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. At least put it in like a pet, like put an ED at the end or something, you know? I don't know. And yeah. Cause if it's like in a, like if it's like shit or fuck, it's almost always like a what the fuck or something like that. So it's like context. Got it. Like I have no idea what this is yeah. trying to it, communicate. It, I think it was like something off, right? Where like I thought yeah. it was like pissed Piss. off. Can I you not say pissed? Off. Yeah, I think it is pisses the law off because what they say, bitch later. Like, I don't they say fuck. They say fuck later. They say shit. Oh, I missed that. I missed I missed those. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's Jason talking. No, he says it later. He says shit later. All right. He says fuck later. See, I need an 
actual answer from someone at DC about cursing. <laughs> this is the this, second week in a row. This is what Bleeding Cool should be reporting on. I agree. <laughs> I agree. They did some, uh, some Eisner, Eisner winning the, uh, bat dick uh, reporting at the beginning of Black Label. And since then, they've just, just been coasting. I need some actual <laughs> Black Label reporting. I need some boots on the ground. You know, comics beat. Out comics beat. They could do it. <laughs> I trust comics beat for this. This is a 17 plus book, man. Like, you, you can't tell me that that there can't be cursing in this damn book. I mean, Unless it was cursing. so bad, we don't even know the word. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, I, I don't <laughs> it's know. A, it's a new one. It's just dolphin noises. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then in the end, we do see uh, the Joker beat Amanda Waller, presumably to death, um, which is, you know, par for the course. That's Joker stuff. Um. I hope they kill Joker. I'm just going to get him. <laughs> I don't know what it means. They're going to get him. They're going to get his ass. I don't know. I, I, This was fine, but I I found myself a little bored. Uh, I don't, I've never talked to you guys about this, but how do you feel about the uh, the format of it? I mean, Sean, did you did you get this one? In, did you get this one digitally? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't able okay. to make it to the store today. Um okay. Are, are you asking like in general or yeah in general specific? like the black label um i prefer the dimensions honestly it fits better looks like shit on a, on a shelf or uh in a long box but i i like how it's a little more square like, that's just a personal preference to me no nah, it fits the ipad better i it, think and maybe that's why i like it oh, yeah <laughs> yep i don't have to scroll down a little bit to get the whole thing so I wouldn't prefer that all my books were like this, especially because they are more expensive. Um, mm. But for the ones that, you know, they're telling me, oh, this is a special book. Um, I like that. Did this need to be a special book? No. Yeah. The cover, though. I really like the cover. I see your point. Like the, the main cover? Yeah. The art's great. Good looking book. I think cover to cover, the art is great. It looks fantastic. I just... I'm not super engaged by what's going on. Yeah, I, I think the actually no, I'll probably wait for this to be on DC Infinite. Okay. He was about to be like, you know, I'm going to follow it, and then he just talked himself out of it before he even <laughs> said it out loud. I get this other ways. I would read this for free, but I don't care about it. <laughs> it's what you just said, but okay. <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's talk about. Uh, Swamp Thing number six, getting our double dose cool. of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit jarring. Suicide Squad featured in every book this week. Wonder why? Yeah, exactly. Just Cross the line. <laughs> yeah, they show up in uh, Nice House too. Crazy enough. Wow, that brand synergy. <laughs> they show up in X Men as well. <laughs> no, that's 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 Riker and Worf actually. Oh. Yeah. See, Nice House could have could have really planned it if they wanted to, and they could have just name dropped it because it's like, oh, we got to watch a movie, Suicide Squad, the Emmy Oscar uh, wow. award winning film. <laughs> they can do that movie. because they had they had like a bookshelf. I think it was last issue where like the only things with actual names were like the DC like uh, Vertigo books yeah. that were on the bookshelf. That would have been like, so oh, okay. fucking funny. All right. Well, Nice House confirmed takes place in the DC universe because at the end of the book they show that dumbass. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Bones. Mr. Bones. Uh, <laughs> Uh, He's got new promo. questions this week, guys. He's, yeah. <laughs> Director Bones is the one responsible for Nice House. <laughs> I don't want to see that anymore. This dude's got more questions than the question himself. 
<laughs> He's just sitting in the Mobius chair, just rattling questions. <laughs> I need to know the answer. Good, good use of the word rattling on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. Swamp thing. Swamp thing. So uh, we see peacemaker almost immediately like john cena was very visible in this comic book. uh did you hear the horns when he saw him i did he's yeah. too small he doesn't look big enough to look like I, john cena yeah yeah um the the page prior though with the um with the the rebirthing i guess of of uh of levi oh but, oh yeah um, that was pretty cool incredible uh, we should should mention swamp thing Number six by uh, Rom V with Mike Perkins on art, Mike Spicer on colors. Mike Perkins making his return, by the way. Nice um, to have him back. Aditya Bidikar on letters. Um, and and right away, Mike Perkins is, is on display, you know, with that with that page. Um, that was a really cool scene, I thought. Spicer, too. Uh, like, the opening colors, super contrasting. Green, hot pink, like, really, really cool just introduction. Yeah. Um, and then just those, the fucking blood red. Of those yeah. last whatever you know, twelve panels or whatever it is. Yeah, 16. um, I I really I really like the art in this issue. We you know we when we did the review for issue five, I remember that I missed Perkins. It was a very different issue for sure. Yeah, and it was fine. I don't remember the name of the fill-in artist. Um, but it made sense why they were there. But it definitely was like okay, Perkins needs an issue to take off so we're gonna you know do something a little different mm-hmm. this felt like a return to form in story and in uh art for yeah. me at least i agree yeah go Definitely. ahead speak on it uh yeah i mean I, I i five was the only issue of the run so far that i really wasn't as into you know I, I was cooler on it and i think part of that was the change in art and not that the art was bad but just that i really think that like mike perkins voice on this book is really important to it and then like why it's part of why it's so good is that i think like between uh perkins and and rom v like i feel like oh and and mike spicer too of course i feel like they really tap into what the vibe aesthetically of like the old school swamp thing run and like i feel like this picked that back up you know like i don't know something about it last issue it, it wasn't bad but it just it felt like a um a filler issue and i don't mean that like pejoratively but just like it felt like a diversion you know yeah. it felt like a sidestep and and i i definitely felt um what you said sean where this one felt like we're back in the rhythm of of the story and where we had been in the story you know yeah it was uh, it was a bit dissonant um the the artist there john mccree for issue five um, I think did a good job, but just different. Um, uh, but this, yeah. this felt like, um, yeah, this definitely felt like just coming back into it. Um, Mike Perkins, is, there's a, just like pages where there's maybe one or two bubbles at most. It's just a, an artist showcase for this issue. Um, and, uh, I thought the, the inclusion of the suicide squad, it was, um, it was okay. It feels like obviously definitely like maybe an editorial mandate um and yeah uh, that's fine um i think i would have liked to see the continuation of where he sort of where levi is sort of going with his exploration of the green 
I think Ram was able to tie some of that in pretty pretty well with like the memories and, and tapping back into that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, solid issue. Uh, there's, I don't think there was anything that uh, that he didn't do well in this. That the team but didn't do well. Particularly, I, I enjoyed the uh, the idea of uh, that bio agent as a way of like suppressing the green. Yeah. And and I like the, the also the idea that. Amanda Waller also knows about the green and all that stuff. Like, yeah. what does she not know at that point? Right. Because I think, like in the DC universe, there's not many people that actually are aware of that. Um, that I can tell. It's mostly the 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 mystical side of the DCU that really has that uh, under control. So, seeing that, um, throw chemo in a book and I'm in. It's like one of those like <laughs> again like Wild Dog those like weird DC characters that like just reminds me of like. Uh, like infinite crisis was he an infinite crisis was it you also just like amorphous blob characters uh glob herman also big glob yeah this is the the green glob at that point um no i enjoy this i've been reading the series and i'm actually really enjoying it uh i pretty much have been reading swamp thing since new 52 consistently nice um so the fact that you know we have a new host with levi and seeing how Ramvi is really incorporating Levi's culture and his whole family as a core pillar of this book and the identity of Swamp Thing going forward is really enjoyable. Yeah. It's, no it's offense refreshing. to Alec Holland. Yeah, no offense to Alec Holland. There, there's a lot of Alec Holland. So. Yeah, he's tired at this point. Literally, I think his characters even said it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Uh, and also the, the, the not to interrupt, but like the the peacemaker, just the little references, like just do it peacefully. Like it is, I thought it was pretty funny. And that uh, the peacemaker as an idea is bonkers. So yeah, uh, I felt like peacemaker could have easily just been Rick Flag. Like he didn't, he didn't. Not with a movie coming up starring <laughs> John Cena with an HBO Max series on the way as well. Yeah, yeah, gotta get him over. <clears throat> Yeah, I I think that I, I generally agree with that, Sean, in terms of I didn't feel like that character really stuck out to me, aside from, like, the one or two jokes. Um, but I think... <clears throat> I know when, the, when they brought up the idea that the Suicide Squad were going to be, like, coming into the book, like, that was something that we all kind of were like, hmm, I wonder how that's going to play out. And I didn't feel like they were a major intrusion. Like, I... It definitely is a little different, but like they kind of just feel like, you know, um, monster of the week type thing, you know, where it's like, especially like when you look at the last page, like, and how it's setting up, okay, the next issue is going to be where they, where they fight, you know, um, the idea that they're just hunting swamp thing and are going to be totally overwhelmed by him because of course they will be, um, like I could, I could get with that. You know, like it, it didn't it didn't feel like um, while, while I'm sure it probably was an editorial mandate, it didn't feel like crass and shoved in there. Like, I think some things like that often can, um, which like, I think is a credit to, to Rom script. Yeah. Like like the recent Titans Academy Suicide Squad uh, crossover. That oh, was geez. very shoehorned in. Um, no, I do like the idea that this is like it's introducing levi to the great levi and swamp thing really to like the greater expanded dc universe um where he's like it is like a bit monster of the week but like he's kind of jumping into like different corners of the dc universe and it's kind of 
introducing the character to that, but also kind of like re-solidifying where Swamp Thing exists in, in the DC universe, because that's always been kind of nebulous in a way. Um, I feel like any uh, uh, most Swamp Thing runs uh, make a hard decision on whether or not he's going to have any kind of interaction with other DC characters. Um, so it, it's nice to kind of, it, it's it's both kind of solidifying the character's view on things, but also like how we interact with that character in the greater landscape of the DC universe, which I enjoy. I'm, really not, I'm not inherently opposed to uh, cameos like this, but considering that I didn't care too much for the fifth one and then this one and presumably the next one will feature the Suicide Squad uh, and this is issue six of only 10. I feel like this is not the time. Like, Rom V doesn't have a long time to tell the story that he's trying to tell with this character. We don't know that this will get a season two. It's not a guarantee. And, you know, it just kind of sucks that whatever story he was going to tell otherwise, now he's got to tell this. He's got to include the Suicide Squad in that. Um, They're not, like, taking over the story, but when Rom set out to tell this story, was the Suicide Squad trying to kill him a part of it? Probably not. And it feels like that because there's no reason for them to be here other than Amanda Waller wants uh, Levi for whatever reason. Um, I don't know. I I like this issue actually a lot. I thought that uh, what Rom did with this script was great. Um, And I like the flashbacks. I like to get to see more of Levi's past and, you know, his family relationships and stuff. It feels like this book is more deeply rooted in, in who he is than even what they did with uh, Alec Holland in the, um, in the, the game and stuff. Um, said rooted. You, you keep doing these by accident, Sean. These are... that, wasn't <laughs> that, that one was okay. Good job. Good job. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I this was cool. This was good. I don't think I feel as strongly about this series as I did for the first four, but hopefully the last um, batch of issues will will bring me back fully uh, to the front of the roller coaster. Do you have a do you have a number? Uh, is this going twelve or ten? I thought it was ten. 10. It's yeah, ten. Okay. So we're yeah, I'm we're looking at and it looks like at least the Suicide Squad thing is going to be going on for at least two more issues. So. Two That's, more, yeah, eight eight is showing uh, Suicide Squad on the solicits too. So oh, damn. I love that. Okay. I I think they're gonna. I think he's gonna appear in the Suicide Suicide Squad book. Um, like one of the I next believe issues. so. Yeah, right now it's a crime syndicate. Syndicate is like the thing, but I also yeah. think they had like a, a cliffhanger with Swamp Thing last issue. Okay, decent book if you guys are looking to read something. Uh, well, let's talk about a book that's a lot more than decent. Uh, nice House on the Lake. Number three, James Tinian, Alvaro Martinez Bueno, and Jordi Belair. Um, I think all of us were collectively down on the second issue just a little bit um, and introduced the dreaded text pages um, that do make a return here, although used to a lesser degree. Um, I like this issue much more than I did the second one. Yeah, I did too. Um, did did y'all notice the the thing on the cover about how the um, you know how like each of the character ha- characters has an uh, their little icon? Yeah. 
um, they have that under the title, and this one uh, is highlighted in red. And I realized that the other, the last two corresponded to the other characters who had led those previous issues. So I, I'm guessing that each character will lead at least one issue, and then maybe that's the conclusion of the series or but something. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't notice that until now. I thought that was interesting. I think uh, centering this issue around a particular character was definitely smart. Um, one of the criticisms that we had last issue was that we needed to focus more on who these people are individually because that's the only way we're going to be able to connect with them. And so getting to spend some time with Sam, I really enjoyed that. Uh, you know, there there's going to be the character who doesn't want anything to do with any of this at all. And I really like that he goes out and tries to figure out what's going on for himself. Mm -hmm. um, and it allows the story to progress on the mystery end, because while he's trying to figure that out and learning things or not, we're going on that journey with him. And someone had mm -hmm. to do that. So I think that uh, taking the time to do that in this particular issue was smart. And it, it killed two birds with one stone, spend some time with a character we didn't really get to know. And let us see more of what's going on uh, outside of the house. And we, we definitely got that. I, I definitely liked um, Sam as a character. He's, yeah. he's rational. He's grounded. He's, he's, he, he, I feel like he's the one character that has accepted the situation. Whereas maybe the, the other characters are uh, sort of, not dismissive. They've also accepted it, but they're like, uh, I'm, I'm losing the word. But they're reacting to it in a different way than he is, right? Like, I think they've accepted it, but they're accepting it in kind of like a, a nihilistic but not depressive way of like, well, it doesn't matter because it's we're, we're fucked, right? We're here, so like, we might as well enjoy the lake for a day before we like try to actually deal with this problem, you know? Yeah, and and I think that that's definitely. I think that that helps to drive the the story for for sam um as well as like uh just overall um so i i enjoyed that they had that sort of contrast um and then his relationship with uh i'm forgetting his name his walter. partner walter arturo. yes walter oh, okay walter um no wait with his partner oh that's arturo walter's okay. the alien the guy <laughs> yeah I, I i like that they had included sort of that because it feels like it's an extension. It's an extension of whatever previous sort of shit that they've had to deal with, and I'm interested to. I'm glad that we kind of got glimpses into that because I'm interested to continue to explore this character um, with uh, like from a more personal perspective. Um, so yeah, I, Tini did a lot in this in this one issue to sort of bring everything together, uh, characters and story. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm enjoying this series so far. Um, I think the actual main story that's going on and the mystery of what actually is going on is compelling. Um, and I do really enjoy the Alvaro Martinez Bueno art. I am still having trouble keeping up with who's who. Mm. Um, yeah. I think there are maybe two or three characters that are visually distinct. Um, and otherwise, I think a lot of them look the same or not the same, but there's nothing 
distinct about who they are. There's like the artist who like wears this, these like colorful clothes and you can tell who it is. I think there's like the comedian who's always wearing a backwards cap. And now that we've had a whole issue with Sam, I know what he looks like. Like glasses, like, man. I, <laughs> yeah. But like we had a whole issue with another guy last issue. I don't remember his name and I don't remember what he looks like. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. So it, I'm having trouble with that. And also it made it seem like early on that the, the code names would be important, but nobody calls each other by that. Um, even the text documents that we get in this aren't they're their actual names. So I don't know how we're supposed to keep track of that. If the book isn't even keeping track of it for us, you know, um, uh, overall I'm enjoying the book. I mean, I, I think um, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's the characters that are like, it's just not visually diverse enough. And then we're getting, we just have this new character that shows up and might not even be a new character, but, but Reg, is that a, have we seen yeah. Reg at all before? I don't think so. No. I think, I think the idea is that Reg should have been there, but wasn't, but he's there, but he's trapped somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that he was, cause you know how um, I'm forgetting her name. The artist was a replacement. I think that's who she was replacing. Uh, okay. And I think that he, oh, shit, I forgot about he that. has yeah. had, I think that Sam and Reg had some sort of relationship. Um, Cause I think they mentioned that uh, he had, I don't think he came out to him, but he was like really close or like was best friends with him. So I think that that's like the tension between Arturo, Sam and Reg. I don't think that they specifically said that Reg was that character that he was closer with, but, but you're right that they definitely have, there's like some history there. Cause I know that, when they were talking about the um, when there was the flashback where Sam was like developing the photos and Walter calls him and everything, Reg is the mutual friend who he calls about Walter because yeah, he yeah. is also the friend that is not at the school that they that the rest of them went to or whatever. Um, he was also like back on the East Coast, um, and like he kind of like talked some shit about Walter a little bit. So I'm wondering if like. Is that an angle? I don't know. So, but I'm very interested by the, you know, like Sean pointed out, like he's there, but he's like trapped in this big prism. I don't know, like this big black, like prison prism. I guess, yeah. It's it. I don't know. I don't know. Whose fire alarm is just pumping in the background? <laughs> oh, can you guys hear that? Is that me? We definitely can. <laughs> I didn't notice it until you pointed it out, but now I can hear it. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, it's not on your end, listeners. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that the cast is a little too light skinned. I'll just say it up front. <laughs> we got we, we got someone at the end there, uh, uh, Sean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one black I mean, dude is trapped in a prism. A prison I mean, prism. They they name drop Sarah Lawrence College, which I live uh, maybe five minutes from. Um, and this is a very uh, Sarah Lawrence College view of diversity in this book. <laughs> and I know that's where Tinian went. I know that's where uh, Scott Snyder uh, taught. And that's how they, they met. Um, but yeah, this is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Bronxville, New York. Uh, not the most diverse of areas. Yeah. Well, you know, people go to school from all places. Yeah. And uh, I would love to see a little bit more. Um, a little bit more melanin in the book, but yeah, n- nice to see only the uh, college uh, level people uh, survive the apocalypse. So, yeah. yeah, only the <laughs> only the only the left wing uh, <laughs> white people survive the apocalypse. That's really great. 
was a good book. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, forward to it. Yeah, I, I this one definitely got me back. Yeah, like on the hype train. I think a little bit more. It gave me what I needed from an issue yeah. three. Let's talk about X Men. Well, more to the point, you guys talk about X Men. I was not able to read X Men number two, uh, but uh, these guys did. So why don't you guys have a conversation about it? It's X Men. You can you can just ad lib it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it was fine. Um, I there. Who 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 who's the creative team? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's that's my job now. Uh, it's uh Jerry Duggan, Pepe Larraz, and Marta Gracia. Uh, which obviously you know we got a we got a pretty pretty rock solid team here. Fucking the the band on art. Um, so ah, we we were we were like lukewarm. On the first issue, like we really? were, like, okay. we we thought it was fine. Um, I I I liked it. It was fun. Like it was definitely like a like digestible, easy to read issue. Um, and and like it felt like it was setting up good things, but it, it definitely didn't like you know, um, like blow my mind or anything. And I felt similarly about this issue. I felt like it kind of again. I I didn't uh, dislike it at all. But it, it felt a little by the numbers, um, both for better and worse. So for me, I think we're getting exactly what we were promised. We, we were yeah. told we we're yeah. getting a superhero X-Men book. And this is just popcorn X-Men to me. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's not I don't want to say there's no substance There's substance, but it's not it's not Hickman heavy. You yeah. know, we don't we don't need a, a two page spread of a map. Of, of someone's DNA or something like that. Like this is, this is like just normal, like old school Marvel comics. There is a bad guy and there are superheroes that fight it. It's, it's the X-Men fighting uh, an annihilation wave, which again, Marvel stuff really into that. Um, the, the idea that, you know, Duggan's kind of picking a couple of things out from his previous runs, especially with um, his Un- uncanny Avengers run which was the, the unity squad um, where rogue and Firestar were are, uh, if I no it's not Firestar. It's a uh, Sunfire. fire. There's sunspot Firestar, and Sunfire. I will always get those three mixed up. <laughs> I'm with you. Fire um, sun. Uh, there might be, there might be. And, and then like, they're just, it's just them doing some like really cool, like an imaginative stuff about how people, how this team can kind of use their powers together. Um, to just fight a big bug wave, just a big nasty bug wave, yeah, yeah, and like there's not much to it. The the only other things to it are is like there's this casino where they're betting on who can destroy Earth, which is just a story beat so that they can just keep you know fighting different quote unquote villains every week. Um, I am interested in the Osman Dias type guy that's you know in the background a bit. Yeah, so. Um, that that, that, goes. that really caught my attention. Um uh Dr. Stasis and yeah. then uh Bornan was his uh his his sidekick. Yeah, this, I thought I was getting Ozyman Dias vibes the first issue of like this human that doesn't like these superheroes for being better than him. Mm-hmm. Um and then they show him with a tiger pet, and I'm like, Oh, it's fucking Bubastis. All right, <laughs> I see where you're going with this one. Yeah, so the whole thing with the family and all that yeah Yeah, like that that definitely engaged me um and i think that's the thing right is like i definitely agree with what you're saying tyler where like it's it's 
good meat and potatoes superhero stuff and like the art yeah. is fantastic which oh, 100%. definitely helps you know make it i think like still a book worth pulling um but i, I think like where i got a little tripped up is like I, I don't have a problem with that like i'm i'm down for a book that is just that but it definitely had a it was pretty funny, like, because we, we just did for the book club, right? Um, we just recorded Maximum Carnage. And there were a couple moments in this where I was like, man, real heavy this, stuff. this is yeah. giving me real Maximum Carnage vibes. Because, <laughs> really? like, there's, yeah, just some of the dialogue, right? Like, there's this moment here. Uh, it's when um, Polaris and Gene are in the, like, bug place trying to get the, the you know, the, the information from this brain. And she goes... Uh, I've never been able to touch a dead mind, but you and I can working together. Your magnetism and my telepathy are combining to make an MRI machine for memories. And I was like, cool, you're explaining how the powers work. Right. What? Like, I was so excited for that. I that, love that. I, yeah. Yeah, I popped on that. <laughs> Yo, and it's like, I'm not, it's not bad, but it's like, yeah, this is some real, like, you're talking about classic comic shit. This is classic comic shit. Sure. Or like what? the part where like they fucking meet up with all, the, all these rednecks that like help them out and like <laughs> you mean jerry duggan that's <laughs> literally like, him <laughs> no, like no shade like that was that was cool i thought that was funny but i really thought it was funny when the dude goes you saved the town what's your name and he goes sunfire you would not have always cheered for me i'm afraid and then he go, there's a whole page where he just <laughs> explains his entire backstory yeah, to this person who did not ask for it he's like yo what's your name bro and he's just like i am sunfire a boy, a boy born with power, and like just goes off on this fucking Shakespearean soliloquy, and then and then they're like, "All right, cool, man. You, sh- you guys should come eat with us." <laughs> it's just like, "All right, sure." See, I agree. That was a little a little heavy. It was a little, it was yeah. little heavy, yeah, handed, little, but, but also was, at the same time, him, yeah, that sounds like him though. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yep, I'm yeah. like, but it also sounds like something Sunfire would do. Um, that whole MRI thing, I was like. This makes no sense, but it makes a hundred percent sense, and like that's what I like about comic that's books. Sometimes, comic book shit, yeah, yeah. They told me that it makes sense, so I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, that's I'm how. Just, yeah, that's how I work. I don't want to sure. think. I just worked, you know, eight hour plus shift. I don't want to think at all. But like it, uh, I thought that it did. Like, but obviously, they, like outside of it, them telling us that it makes sense, I thought it did make sense. Like when um, Sync is there and they're. Uh, Cyclops is like, all right, Sync, like, what's your call? That he works on redundancy and the redundancy aspect of like being able to duplicate certain powers for certain things, like, made so much sense in terms Dude. of being able to like protect everything. I'm like, I really like how that's phenomenal. being leveraged. I thought that Sync was really works hard. so well. I'm right? so happy to see Sync like actually like not hit the big leagues, but you know, like, yeah, hit the big leagues. Um, and like, just and then like, and I'm a big Cyclops nerd, I, I love Cyclops. Um, yes. But at one point, Rogue throws this giant wood log that came out of Final Destination, and then oh, Cyclops yeah. blasts it. But because Duggan understands Cyclops' powers correctly, it pushes the wood shards to like pierce things because it's a force beam. It's not a laser beam. Whenever I see someone use the actual force beam part of things correctly, I'm like, yes, this is that <laughs> you're doing it right. I, I appreciate gets that. It. Yeah. Well- you and Duggan are wrong because everybody knows it's a heat vision. Oh god. oh god! Concussion beam. I hate that too. Trust me. <laughs> the uh, uh, the the one other thing that I think was a bit hand, like me hand fisted was um, where Sink is sort of practicing his telepathy and they're in the Blackbird 
and he mentions his like how he could show yeah uh, like that comes out of like they're literally in the middle of like we gotta go on a mission and then he's like also gene my romantic feelings and she's like cool sure buddy (laughs) it felt very like uh claremont where you know he would have like this random thread they'd mention it for like a hot second and then everyone would just move on be like remember that remember that's a thing that's still happening yeah and like again i I, what i thought was weird about that was not that it happened but was that where it happens because like there's a portion earlier in the story before they're getting ready to go on a mission where they're just sitting and practicing telepathy and that would have been a super super normal time for him to bring up his personal problems and be like oh yeah like uh maybe i could use this to to reconnect with Lara and whatever but then it's like they're in the middle of a mission and he just is like sidestep <laughs> all the, right it, the sentence dude's down bad he, he's like <laughs> it's a it's a black death from a deep void and then turns into i'll be honest with you gene i've been trying to find a way to tell Laura about <laughs> literally like that's Bro, literally what? on the same page it's so weird like this shit was good man I like, I like this. Song. I'm having a lot of fun with this. Dude, I read Nice House and then this. So oh, this was like too. extra good. <laughs> me too. It was like, it's a shot and then a chaser. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had fun with this. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's the thing, right? Like, I'm, I'm definitely like poking holes in it, but like, it's a fun book. Like, I don't, I, I don't hate it for being shallow, you know, but like, it's definitely a little shallow, but I don't know. It also feels like it's building towards something bigger like it feels like it wants to set up like a big x-men villain you know that's like the energy it feels like it's carrying with this shit at the end of the book so it's like um it feels like they're sending down like the the angels from neon genesis where it's just one bigger angel after the other weeb alert weeb alert (laughs) (laughs) hey now gotta get that in there i was gonna say can i like it can i get that recorded so i can just push a button every time (laughs) Oh, that's right. What did I used to do? Uh, oh, damn, for spoilers. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I said it was my voice. I, yes. I got scared hearing my own voice in your podcast before. <laughs> wee woo, wee woo. Oh, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> you can use that same voice. Uh, uh, Sean, what do you have to say about this? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I heard you guys mention Jean Grey. Obviously, I love her. Um, she's a great teacher as well. So it sounds like she really. Uh, taught sync and then also she's a very empathetic person so the fact that she would be willing to speak with sync about his relationship problems even in the middle of a crisis sounds great i like that a lot uh i really enjoyed this book this is my book of the week thanks <laughs> yeah. see i even have my gene gray that's like the that's the hot spots one huh yeah yeah i took her out of the mason jar earlier um oh, so the mason jar. <laughs> uh, google that one have fun with that one uh listeners if you know what that is i apologize Okay. Um, don't Google it while we're talking. <laughs> no, I am though now. Um, yeah. Don't so, wait and listen, but no, no, it's, it's so yeah, no, this is, uh, this is fun. I even have, look, I've been trying to like coordinate my shirts for the episode. You've been nailing it. I gotta say, I've bud, been, I've, you had I've the Jean Grey one on this one. You wore the Beta Ray Bill last week. Yeah, I'm man, impressed. I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm working on it. I need that shirt. Um, it's kind of sweaty right now. I don't know if you want this one, but I need that one. That this with the scent, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that's kind of kind of a uh, makes me feel good actually. It's uh, I'm almost a little embarrassed, you know. But 
No, I'm glad this is your book of the week, Sean. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Tyler, you got to tell me what this is up. Oh, I, I will. I Google Jean Grey Marvel Mason Jar, and I'm not finding Don't, shit. You're not Googling the right thing. I'll, okay, I'll tell good. You this. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you after this. The, the last thing I wanted to bring up was the last uh, page, the Orcus Protocol. Um, I thought that, that was a pretty good use because it, it, it ties back into Dr. Stasis and um, sort of what happens with the, uh, the mother mold. Because mm-hmm. um, I think... I think this is where they end up getting like the ability to uh, create the next um, Nimrod potentially like resurrecting him via them working backwards to understand uh, how, how that the mutants are reviving people. Like they're going to reverse engineer Cyclops somehow. So I think that there's potential there. Uh, Yeah, that that's definitely interesting to me too. And, and I think this is like, a good example of like one of the the infograph pages because like i think one of the things that um i know sean has complained about is that like who who who, who's who writes this who is this for this is clear like this is like you know exactly what this is and it gives you context that's interesting that there really wouldn't have been a good way to convey like on the page you know without having to like make it take up more of the issue, which would I which wouldn't have been good, you know? So <clears throat> this was uh I think a good a good leveraging of that device. Good page. And it's also at the end of the issue, which is nice. All right. Sounds like you guys enjoyed it. Uh I you too, Sean. reading it. Yes. <laughs> I mean I, I enjoyed it thoroughly I loved as it. well. <laughs> um it was great. And uh, hopefully you guys listening enjoyed this episode of our reviews. Let us know if there's a book you want us to review that we're not and what you thought about these issues that we talked about today. Make sure that you leave us a follow, a rating, and a review wherever it is that you're listening to us. If that happens to be YouTube, subscribe for free, like the video, share it with your friends, hit the notification bell. All those things are free to do and they help us out a lot more than they cost you. We thank you so much for listening. Listen to the main show, The Comics Pals, every single Monday where you're going to be able to hear us well, me in particular, gush more about Jean Grey, which is what you want, right? Thanks for listening. Yeah. Until next week, take care, guys. See you next week. Bye, guys.